Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have me an all-day haze. <laughs> that sounds like a good time to be in a haze, haze all day. Huh. Purple haze. <laughs> all-day haze. Going around. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, this is actually a seasonal drink, so they only so this is only served uh, through January, January through March. And, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, December through March of each year. Right on. Beer. So it's kind of a it's more of a, a winter drink, but uh, it's made by um, a company called Founders Brewing, mm-hmm. and they're located in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, we've been there. We have been there. That's actually what I was thinking of when I saw that. Yeah. We actually went up there for uh, we uh, uh, a GM quality training thing, yeah, seminar uh, or something. Yeah, it was for General Motors. It was mm-hmm. some kind of seminar we were up there on, on business, I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, thankfully, it wasn't, it wasn't too long. It was like a two-hour thing. I remember I remember two uh, two specific things about that event up there. I remember it was wintertime. Oh, yeah. And it was freezing. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. I don't necessarily know that the snow was awful. I felt like the roads and things were okay. Right. Or I'm sorry, you know, there wasn't a lot of issues with the weather other than it was just super cold up there. I just remember mm-hmm. it was like ridiculously painful cold. And I remember that when we were getting ready to go up there, that some of the people that worked with us gave us very specific instructions mm-hmm. of how to navigate through downtown Detroit. No, right. Because we were, that was part of where we were having to go through was Detroit to get to this particular area. Yeah. And yeah, we went through all. We went yeah past all the and, different and I, miles. And I can't remember. Yeah, there was. It was kind of yeah. It was like mm-hmm. so many miles. They said between you know this mile and this mile, don't stop at any stop yeah. signs. Just <laughs> like they were like giving us this warning, like it was dangerous to go in there. And I don't know whether it was or not, but we actually did try to make. Like, we were kind of like, hey, we're coming through that spot, man. We need to make sure. Yeah. I don't know what I expected. I I, I was I was kind of picturing almost like a Mad Mike scene where at some point, <laughs> you know, like the like we're we're gonna be in you know Escape from New York or something. We're right. gonna go th- just through Let's this get. one mile, just a gauntlet of like gangs and people on like motorbikes <laughs> throwing Molotovs on top of your car and beating it with chains and oh, trying to it. get you to stop in the street. But I felt like it went pretty smooth. I don't remember having any well, issues. <laughs> well, I mean, to, to my recollection, I think we we stayed mostly on the outside of the neighborhoods yeah, and stuff. We because we were kind of on a, a you know more of a highway. But um, I do remember like the name. I mean, well, man, I felt like looks, we went through the city though. I did feel we like did, we went through right. The city, we went yeah. to the city, but maybe it wasn't downtown. But we went right, right. further. Into but as far the city. as like really dense yeah. urban and stuff, it was more. It, yeah, we, we kind of stayed through the outside of it for the most part. You know, it's a, it's a, it's interesting too because I've had another incident coming through Detroit on another business trip, actually. I was actually coming back from a place in Canada, mm-hmm. and I'd gotten over top. I'd probably t- I've told you about the story about my interrogation at the border. I think right. I mentioned that yeah, before. Yeah, you did. So it was the same, this was the same trip, but I, at this point I had made it across the border, and I was headed mm-hmm. back down to Kentucky. And I'd gone down through Michigan, and I'd actually gone through um, Detroit in the process. And... During the time that I was going through there, I guess the main interstate or whatever was under major construction. So they had all these detours that were taking you off the interstate onto these like side roads and stuff to try to re-navigate people back to the main interstate. Mm-hmm. And somehow in the process, I'm driving a company vehicle, 
and I get lost, and I end up like traveling down like, on one With of all these, these detours. These detours yeah. take me off, and I end up losing track of where they're actually trying to guide me to. Right. You know, because there's different little signs with arrows telling you to turn down this street and go. You know, it's trying to guide you back to where all that traffic can make it back onto the correct area. But I, right, I, I right. got lost. So I was traveling down some random neighborhood. I mean, man, I don't know where I was, but it was a it was a pretty rough place. I'm talking about boarded up windows. <laughs> there was right. some crackheads stripping down in the middle of the street. Like, no yeah. joke. There was, somebody was out in the meat street dancing. It's a wasteland. Uh, you know, uh, there's railroad tracks, you know, that look like they haven't been used in forever. And I'm, I'm getting kind of nervous because I don't know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to navigate, you know, and my GPS keeps wanting to try to get me back on the main interstate, but I know I can't go there because it's, it's all shut off. Right. <clears throat> So in the process of trying to navigate through this neighborhood, I end up hitting some kind of huge pothole. Really? Literally blow out one of my tires. Man. So I'm down on the ends of the railroad tracks. Nobody's around. There's no traffic. It's just some rundown neighborhood, you know, and my tire's blown out. And, I mean, I'm freak- I'm kind of freaking out because, one, I don't know where I'm at. So I'm nervous about, you know, right. if there's a, if it, you know, Am I in danger in any way? And the other thing is, too, I'm driving the company car. I'm like, first of all, i got to hope this thing has a spare tire on it. <laughs> so right. luckily it does. It has a spare tire. I'm telling you, I have never changed a tire faster in my life. I mean, we're talking yeah. NASCAR shit. Mm-hmm. I'm talking. <laughs> it was real. I did. And the next <laughs> thing was I was trying to figure out, okay, so now I've got to get I've got to get a tire put back on. I can't travel all the way back down to Kentucky on a, on a donut. Like, right. There's no way I'm going to do that. So I remember I went to the first place that I found, and it looked like a pretty nice, you know, mechanic shop, really, mm-hmm. really, you know, pretty big. And I go in, and I tell the person, hey, you know, I've got a tire. I need to have a tire put on. Um, You know, can I? Can you guys do that? And they say, yeah, sure, no problem. And I said, okay, you know, uh, how long do you think it's going to take? They said, oh, I'll be probably anywhere from four to six hours. Yikes. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm not, <laughs> not going to be able to wait that long. So I think the next place I went to was some little small, like, two brothers have owned it since, like, 1940-something. Right. Like, little tiny mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. And I just pull in. I go in. The guy's in there, you know, uh, you know and, and I just tell him the situation. He's like, yeah, man, no problem. We can get you in. And, you know, sure enough, I got the tire put back on and everything was good. The guy mentioned that he noticed my Kentucky license plate, so he started asking me some stuff about, UK, because I oh, guess he yeah. was a sports fan. Uh, fortunately, because I don't watch sports, I, I look probably like an idiot because I really couldn't How dare <laughs> talk you. a lot to it. He was like, yeah, so what do you think about so-and-so down there? I'm like, Man, that's uh, the worst when that happens. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't follow sports. Are you really from Kentucky? Or yeah. I don't know. But, hey, is that know, considered that's toxic not good masculinity? At, no, that's, that's why I'm not good at small talk, <laughs> because the things that I'm interested in are things that people aren't going to just bring up at small talk. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any common topics to talk about. Right, you right. know, like I was probably just trying to connect. He's like, "Oh, this guy's from another state. This would be interesting." Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I like Kentucky football or you know basketball or whatever. I'm like, man, I don't watch it. I'm sorry. That's one of the general common grounds of men is sports. I wonder why that is. I mean, we even gravitate towards it though. We just do it in a very different way. Uh, esports, right? <laughs> ours, ours. Well, I was going to say, I know it's not. I know we're not. Uh, yeah, I know we're not athletes by any means. But. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Why? Well, I mean, I think human beings like sports because they like challenges. We like yeah. competition. You know, well, challenging yourself, um, right? 
mean, you know, quite frankly, some sports are fun. They're just yeah, absolutely fun to do. You know, it's something to occupy. I mean, human beings naturally can get bored very easily. So I right. think we always find new things to sort of occupy ourselves and entertain us. So I'm sure that sports began simply as that, as a means of just entertaining. You know, let's let's do something fun. You know, let's go let's go uh, kick this rock around. And, <laughs> you know, if you if you get it across this line I made over here, then I'll give you a. Uh, uh, three pebbles and if you get <laughs> if and i get it across your line you know i get th- I, I get three pebbles or i don't know you know I mean, so I that's think, probably, i'm sure it started as just somebody trying to have fun and make up some kind of cool little they probably I don't, you know whether it was a called a game or whatever i don't know what the first game would have been i think i think there was a uh one of the uh i think there was a roman emperor who had i who had said once <laughs> all you need to give people is, is bread and entertainment <laughs> yep. just keep them entertained occupied well i mean even it. the you i think do it was whatever the, you want the uh, Either the Mayans or the Aztecs, I can't remember which one. Uh-huh. They actually had, you know, well, I can't remember what the name of the game was, but it was sort of like it, it dealt with a ball. Oh, and yeah. You, you had sort of this hoop that was on the side of the wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah. think if you ever saw the movie um, El Dorado, remember that it was, a, I don't know if it was a Disney movie or the not. Disney it was movie. Animated. It was an animated yeah, movie, but it was yeah, El Dorado. I think it's a Disney movie. Or The Legend of El Dorado or whatever. But in that movie, they actually played the game at one point. Uh-huh. The, the characters play this. This game where, yeah, you've got two teams that are in this kind of pit, and you have this ball that I think is not allowed to touch the ground, mm-hmm. and there's also this sort of narrow hoop. It's just big enough for the ball to go through. It's like a stone hoop, and if you yeah. can do, like, trick shots off the wall and let it go through this hoop, you get so many points or whatever. Right. And uh, so, I mean, even as early, even in early civilizations like that, they were inventing, you know, sport, full-on sports. People would go watch these games, you know, right. and it was entertaining. It was fun, and you had full-on, ath- you know, their, their version of athletes, people who specifically played on these teams mm-hmm. and trained to be, you know, the best players of these games. Combat sports has come a long way, hasn't it? <laughs> Cer- certainly a lot less violent, I'd say. <laughs> Decapitation. I mean, you know, stuff. we still have, you know, we still have boxing and, you know, MMA. I mean, we have fighting and stuff. Right, you know, man's right. always wanted to fight for fun. I don't know, you know, whatever that is. But nah, I, th- I think men generally just like to test the metal. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of it comes down to. Well, there's to women see. fighters, too. Oh, I mean, There's women that like doing it, too. So, sure, they, I mean, yeah. But I like just, I said, I just think human think beings are just drawn to that. Like, I'm sure that's, men. yeah, I mean, I Ugh. You know, men are probably, it's probably some kind of weird dominant yeah. thing, right? You know, i got to show I can beat up anybody in here. Alpha. You the know? alpha. Some people theorize that as we evolve, though, as human beings, the power behind our bodies is actually starting to, and I say the power, basically, like our muscle mass, height, things like mm-hmm. that, are starting to, in some ways, shrink or go away. Right, because, yeah. Well, I mean, for one, lifestyle-wise, we're not, uh, well, at least in our country, we don't live... You know, we don't have, we don't necessarily have to exert a lot of energy to do things. I mean, <laughs> right. I, no, seriously, like right. I mean, I mean, it's like people literally have to diet to try to keep themselves from not putting on weight because we right. live a lot of a st- stagnant lifestyle, right? We just don't. Right. You know, I don't have to go out and work the land to make sure I can eat tonight. I go to the super. I go to. I drive. I drive through McDonald's, sitting Queen. in my car. Yeah. Somebody cooks it for me, hands <laughs> it out the window, and then I come home, sit on my couch, and eat it right. with no effort, right? But we also are, but we're, but because we kind of have the opportunity where we're not having to spend that much time physically working through things, mm-hmm. we spend a lot more time using our brains. Right. So some people theorize that, you know, our brains will continue to grow and develop, but our bodies will continue to become almost obsolete. Do you think that maybe follows the theory that extraterrestrials are our future selves? It, um, some people theorize that. Some right, people like have said that travelers. that they've been told when they've had these, you know, because some people, 
say that extraterrestrials could could be more interdimensional beings or time travelers, uh-huh. and not always just necessarily somebody flying from another planet. Right. So there have been people who have said that they've had encounters or believe that some of these humanoids that people experience, mm-hmm. you know, like particularly the greys, for example, you know, they're right. described as having bulbous heads, a little tiny, small, you know, lack of muscular bodies. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're even described as not, they have mouths, but they never actually talk or move. They almost right. talk telepathically. It's like so telepathy. It, so it's yeah. kind of like, you know, with, with with some of the theories about human beings evolving, it could make sense that far, far eons ahead into humans as we've evolved mm-hmm. could be some you know, maybe something that looks like that. You know, we could just see our body start to become obsolete. You know, we could literally just stop walking and just start teleporting to get everywhere. Right. You know? Right. And and we don't have to we don't have to open our mouths. We can just talk telepathically. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, when we look at stars, we're literally looking back in time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. it's kind of like it, it's kind of like time travel already exists. Mm-hmm. It's all about perception, right? Right. right? It's all about how it's measured. So is it really there? Then it's the light traveling mm-hmm. to us. But what? How does that work? You know what I'm right. saying? It's a really hard thing. It's to almost kind of freaky, freaky when you're when yeah. I'm when I'm thinking about it right now. It's almost like I want to say so. If these species or these these aliens these uh-huh. encounters, if they really are us in the future, then we're sort of just like a distant reflection of a time gone to them, right? Well, well think of, like think about something weird like this. Like think we're almost like we, we're to them. We may be almost like an existing memory. Like we can go back and right. see what what we were like at one point. Right. Like think about that. There will be a point in time when people when something can focus its scope. On our region of the outer of outer space, and because of the time it takes for light to travel, maybe they'll get to slowly watch the, the fall of mankind and see how it all ends. <laughs> of course, to us, you know, we're experiencing it immediately, but to them, you know, with with light traveling the distances it would have to to some of these areas, um, maybe they would get to see us. At a, at a different point in civilization, and literally watch the narrative unfold. Wouldn't that be weird? If they're not already watching the narrative. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be weird? Season 2022. What's going to happen on Earth this year? How much more? Will f- Biden remember his lines? <laughs> Is the pandemic ever going to end? <laughs> It'd be funny, wouldn't it, Chris? What's that? The Watcher. That's like the Watcher from the Marvel yeah. series. He's, he yeah. watches over all these realities. Right. The Watcher. I love stuff like that, man. I love the interdimensional. We talk about that a lot because yeah. we always talk about Hellraiser, but I love the interdimensional, you know, time travel stuff. Because was it, wasn't there actually, didn't you tell me there was actually a story that, that had, or the angels were called the Watchers, right, at one point? Yeah. The Watchers. In Enoch 1, the angels are called are named the Watchers. Yeah, there's the Book oh, of the Watchers. It is, yeah. yeah, it's an old piece of scripture. That was one of those old scripture fragments found, or not fragments, one of those, you know, one of the scriptures found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. But that's what they were what they what they were called. The Watchers. The Watchers, yeah. And well, here's what's funny. So so if you're trying to so you're drawing the comparison, is that what you're saying? So so here's Oh, I just think it's kinda yeah, I mean it's kind of a correlation to that. No, and you know what's funny about what's it too? Funny? So in, in the Marvel comics, the Watchers, there's there's they're multidimensional beings, but that's what they're tasked with doing is simply overseeing things, watching humanity and stuff with without interfering. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of a dr- man, a lot of a lot of Marvel does that though. A lot of Marvel is mythology. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. there's a whole 
you know, cosmic being hierarchy, right. you know, in Marvel. I mean, it's crazy. Um, you know, the Infinity Stones, these stones birthed out of, you know, the, the Big Bang, you know, the first elements to create existence and stuff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's some pretty heavy shit. I mean, what's interesting about it, like, especially if you're familiar with the Viking lore and then the Marvel Thor, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, it all coincides. They they right. draw a lot of, uh, they draw a lot of mythology out mm-hmm. of our own history and create their own universe with it. What's funny about it to me a lot of times is I'm like, man, it's interesting because like they, they really make it seem like something like that could be a thing, <laughs> which makes, which right. freaks you out even right. more. You know, well, it's even kind of like uh, so. So, using Thor for example, right? right? So, in the Marvel universe, like Thor is essentially like he's from a race that is like kind of like a he has guardians, age. right? Right. They're almost like an old, their own other race in space, or you know, extraterrestrials, I guess, right? Right. To right. a degree, but of course, the humans because they're so powerful and they can do these things that are so beyond us. You know, they were they're they they're were revered received, as gods. They were right. received as gods. Which is, there actually are ancient alien theories that believe that some of the gods in our mythology were, were, were extraterrestrials. Sort of descriptions and encounters with actual, maybe physical beings. Interstellar beings. So right. it's kind of like Marvel's kind of using the that same on. idea. They're like, oh, yeah. So if it was, like, you know, that. That's how early man would have seen a superhero as, as like a god. You're all right. gosh, you're all you're omnipotent, you know. This But what's really cool about what Marvel does with it is they do like um they do some really interesting stuff because I mean I mean it's a comic book universe. So mm-hmm. we can kind of get as crazy as as it wants. But there's all there's a classic because I've been doing I I've, I've been really intrigued by some of these mm-hmm. these old series and lines, but there's one called like the Marvel it's called the Secret Wars. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's Marvel Secret Wars, but it's pretty much like the Avengers, all the Avengers and all the villains of all of Marvel get blasted in this whole other realm. And what it's 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 crazy, but it was written way by it's like it's probably written in maybe like the 70s or the 80s, but it's it was a it was a really um it's a really well-known storyline that unfolded and there's it's a whole other entity called the Beyonder. And the Beyonder is kind of like something outside of Marvel and the multiverse. So literally, this this entity sucks them out and puts them into their world and takes. So it's like, almost like you, as the comic reader, are physically watching these characters being right. absorbed into some other another universe. realm or something. And and it's, that even the comic book creator can't entirely like we don't know what this is right because even even in the comic even in the strips you know the Beyonder himself is is white like you literally it's you can't even see it and it doesn't even matter even like the strongest of them even like Galactus the the most the, probably the the world eater like he even tries to you know to absorb his energy and just get swatted away <laughs> so it literally is is like really interesting it's like kind of some really dense stuff yeah because I'm like I mean you're talking about celestial beings <laughs> like. I mean, you're talking, you know, energy-based. I mean, it, Man, somebody's mind's coming up with this stuff. Right. It's like the writers of some of these comics, you know, really hold a lot of... What were they trying to tell us? I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird when you read some of the stuff. It's the power of imagination. I always really enjoy... I like comics in general. I mean, I... But but I'm always... I'm more of a graphic novel person. If I I guess more of... I'm probably more of a movie person than I would be like a TV show person. I don't want to keep seeing the next episode. I kind of want a a finality to it after I'm, you know, done reading. You want to be able to follow straight. Right, right. So I actually... So so I've read a lot of the... um, 
like I've I've read a lot of different like graphic novels and stuff, but outside of that, I I, I don't read a lot of comic books. But I do find them interesting. It'll be interesting to see who the next big villain's going to be because Thanos is supposed to be one of the biggest. He's one of the baddest guys in the Marvel universe, but I think there's some bigger villains than even him. So maybe it will be Galactus, the World Eater. I really like crossovers, man. I really like it yeah. when when people do like um you know like Alien versus Predator. Although it seems like all those movies absolutely sucked. I think it's, like, I'm like, man, what a radical concept. Like, what a cool concept. You know, man, the thing, one of the biggest issues with those movies, I think, is I think they dropped the tone that came with, like, Alien. Even the first Predator. Mm-hmm. The tone that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of juiced-up dudes in the jungle, you know, shooting everything that moves. Come but, on! Do, do it! it! Do it now! But, but Come I'm t- on, kill me now! <laughs> I'm ready! <laughs> but, I, but I think that... um I think that it still kind of had a, a tone to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it really had kind of this, you know, this really mysteriousness to it. Um, and then Alien itself, I mean, anybody who watches those, man, those, I don't even know if you call that music. It's just like spaceship sounds and weird tones. <laughs> like, that's, like, the movie is very intense and somber, you know. But um, Claustrophobic. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. But, man, I always liked, I always thought some of the crossovers were interesting. You had one that was, like, the Evil Dead, I think. I think it's the Evil Dead versus. Um, yeah, I think that actually is a series, though. Oh, is a it a comic series? Yeah, that. Well, there's there's the Army of Darkness. I think there's mm-hmm. there's a comic book series that follows the Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, mm-hmm. you know, Ash character, and it kind of expands upon the stories. And I do believe there is a crossover where there's like Freddy versus Jason versus Army of, the Army <laughs> of Darkness <laughs> right, or whatever, right. and it is like that. Yeah. But I mean, no, I mean they they did make a they have made a Freddy versus Jason. I didn't know they did make that, yeah. right? I remember yeah. that was back in what two thousand or something, early two thousand. They yeah, man. Did you did you think it was any good? That's okay. Yeah, I wasn't very impressed by it. But I don't really watch those types of movies, anyways. But you know, with the Evil Dead, they did they did do a TV series. Um, I think I like the TV series. They was on HBO. Was it? Stars, stars. That's what it was. Stars did yeah. a, did an Evil Dead series, and it was actually really good. Oh, it was great. Actually, they did a really good job of of continuing that story, and they even have Bruce Campbell reprising his original role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited. There's there's talks of a well, I think they've actually shown some gameplay already, but there's a an Evil Dead video game that's in production. Oh or, yeah, or getting close to being released, and um, I don't know. It looks it looks pretty neat. I mean. I definitely I, I like that I like that series of movies and films, so uh, I'd definitely be interested in playing, trying out a game that that bases off of it. Well, we're living in kind of a really cool age um, as far as like like game genre development mm-hmm. because we're living in an age now to where I feel like there's you know people like kind of our age who look back and appreciate like the the old classic kind of horror movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's cool about that, though, is I also think that's noticed, and I think it's interesting when games, or I'm sorry, when um, games become developed around some of these older mm-hmm. things that you know used to be really popular. And I think it's that that's that's interesting because we get to we get to kind of experience what a video game for that would be like. Well, I would say, I mean, you know, 
even building games around films and stuff. I mean, they've done that for a long time. A lot of right. a lot of NES games, a lot of them were made off of fem- famous films right. and stuff that were going on during that time. But I think with how technology has but, evolved, but to play it the way that we can how now. video games have evolved, we've been able to see people have been able to do things and create games and stuff that people just thought you know really just dreamed about early on. That may be so fun to be able to three D. You know, that'd be so fun to be able to play. I get to be uh uh. Jason Voorhees and walk around and kill other players, you know, right. like that's like that's that's something that, you know, people have been able to create with a lot of new technology and, and a lot of the advancements in gaming, period. I mean, mm-hmm. the games are people are like, how is it that people can play so many hours of video games? We didn't do that back in the day because there's a big difference between playing hours of Pac-Man and getting lost in Red Dead Redemption or something. You know right. what I'm saying? It's a lot right. more immersive. Uh, well, it's different. You that's know, it's the just, key word, immersion. I mean, yeah. you know, I think that back in the day, video games, although they, they mo- many of them bore their own challenges, um, I think a lot of them were, were kind of built to be a way that you could you could kind of put it down. Mm-hmm. You could take a break from it, which, of course, there's people who, who didn't, obviously. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I think that they were just kind of designed differently. I think nowadays they're designed more with experience in mind. Not not necessarily focusing on a challenging aspect. Um, something that's you know it's focused more around integration of that immersion mm-hmm. into the experience. So yeah, it makes sense to me why somebody can get drained into just like you can a movie or, or TV or anything. You know anything you can get get absorbed into yourself, right? <laughs> well, Chris, as always, it's been good. Absolutely. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.